0: start with the set-aside prayer. God, please set aside everything I think I know about you, God, the steps for recovery, the big book, what's best for me, what's best for others. Especially help me let go of all my old ideas so I can live on your spiritual truth. Heavenly Father, have mercy on me. A sinner, help me to carry your message today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, I'm sorry for about my cold, but uh, I'm not dying, but you know, whenever I'm sick I am the sickest you understand uh, it's part of my alcoholism yeah. where are we agnostics which is such a powerful spiritual chapter and I thought I'd review and they're really talking about do you truly believe that there's a power greater than yourself and then the agnostic means that you can believe in God but have you really ever let God run your life And so, in the information we're getting, they're talking about the reasons to believe, but really, the reasons why we haven't let God run our life. Because we think we can do it. Was that a problem for anybody listening on Zoom or here? Yes. Now, on the top of uh, page 48 is a really... um, They're talking about faith, and they talk about, uh, the second step is uh, on page 47 in the big book, do I now believe or am even willing to believe that there's a power greater than myself? That's it. As soon as a man can say he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he's on his way. To what? To a life where his personality is God-centered, not self-centered, and God can work in his life, and uh, God can give him the power not to drink, and the power to manage his life. God will manage his life successfully. It says, it's been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderful, effective spiritual structure can be built. And what this book is trying to do is help me build the spiritual structure through which I can walk, through a free man from the bondage of self. And the structure, the foundation is willingness, step one. The cornerstone is believing that there's a power that can um, restore my mind to sanity towards alcohol and towards running my life. The keystone we're gonna read about on page 62 is the idea and the decision that God's gonna be my director now and I'm not gonna be the director because it doesn't work. And then we fill in the rest of the of the arch with steps four through nine and in step ten it says we are now in the living in the world of the spirit and we're living in a world where God is the center he, we serve him he has the power to run my life and give me the power of choice because I'm in that world. Now having entered that world Guess what alcoholics can do? I've done it, probably did it this morning, I can't remember. We separate into our own world. And then we become God. And we do it without even thinking about it. And so steps 10, 11, and 12 were designed to keep us on the other side of the arch, in conscious contact with God that we don't get too far away from Him. And the tools we learn, the spiritual tools are designed to help us see when we're moving away and stop and say, no, I don't want to go there. I want to I stop, F- take away my fear, take away my anger. Don't let me make selfish decisions. And then they talk about faith in the next paragraph and faith in AA is different than believing. We be- we're willing to believe, but how do we get faith and trust in God? By doing the steps. and and we say suddenly we realize God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. Suddenly God is able to remove my fears when I pray to Him. God is able to change my resentments and anger when I go to Him. God's able to keep me from making selfish decisions when I go to Him. And that's faith because then I can trust God. I've seen Him work in my life and so because uh, remember, we have to live a different way, it says. We have to trust and rely on God rather than myself. If I trust in myself, what automatically happens? Four letter word with an F. <laughs> fear. I immediately have fear if I'm running my life. And so it says, uh, you know, we don't have to accept things on faith on the bottom of 47. We just have to start on a simpler level, belief. <coughs> And then here's this, uh, it says, besides the seeming inability to accept much of faith, and we can say we have faith in AA, but we don't really have faith yet until we've been able to trust and rely on God and see him work in our lives. And once we do that, we have to continue to do it. And it continues, and as, as Margie he celebrated her 12 years, said, it continues. You can lose parents, you can have emotional trauma, but you have these tools, you have a relationship with God. So we often found ourselves handicapped. I've handicapped myself by being obstinate, sensitive and unreasoning prejudice towards a lot of things. Remember our old ideas. And remember if we uh, don't let go of our old ideas, absolutely the result's nil. And it says, Faced with alcoholic destruction, we soon became as open-minded on spiritual matters as we had tried to be on other questions. So when you can truly see your first step, that you're faced with alcoholic destruction, you should be open-minded to anything. And if you're not, then you haven't faced alcoholic destruction. You haven't, ta- And then you're willing to go in any length, right? And it says, in this respect, alcohol was a great persuader. It finally beat us into a state of reasonableness. Now the problem is that alcoholism and alcohol can beat us into, us, can keep beating us, and some of us never get into a state of reasonableness. Or we get it and we lose it because we haven't continued to do the spiritual work to get the spiritual relationship. And then they talk about how we, we don't need proof visual proof in God. Because there's a lot of things in the world we take on faith that we don't have proof. The, the cloud, whatever that is. The internet, whatever that is. Electricity they talk about, we turn the light on. How'd that happen? You know so many things, we get in this big airplane, it's so big, and how does that thing get off the ground? And everybody's just sitting there, and nobody's worried about how they're gonna get this huge monstrous thing in the air. We just believe, right? The people won't believe in God, but they get on an airplane. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, It says, uh, instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's advancing creation We agnostics and atheists chose to believe that our human intelligence was the last word, the Alpha and the Omega, and I think alcoholics, even though we could say we believe in God, we believe in ourselves more. We believe in our human intelligence, and you know why I say that, because that's how we act. Remember, What, what we think, is it really true? We believe in our resentments and our fears, and that I can manage the world, Remember it says on page 61, and I, I lived under the delusion, which is not good, that I could rest satisfaction and happiness out of life if I just managed well. I lived my whole life like that. Now when you do that, you make the world your higher power. You make things your higher power. You make achieving approval your higher power, success, whatever it is, and it doesn't work it says we who have traveled this dubious path that we believe in ourselves and our human intelligence beg you to lay aside prejudice prejudgment, even against organized religion a lot of people don't like me to talk about god because they don't like religion well there's a difference we have learned that whatever the human frailties of various faiths may be those faiths have given purpose and direction to millions People of faith have the logical idea of what life is all about. Actually, we used to have no reasonable conception, whatever. We used to amuse ourselves by cynically dissecting spiritual beliefs and practice. Have you ever heard of anybody in AA uh, cynically dissecting anything? All the time. And, But these people were demonstrating a degree of stability and happiness and usefulness which we should have sought ourselves. And so what, was, what were we seeking? They had faith and they had a degree of stability and happiness and what were we seeking? We were seeking what we thought we would needed. What I want matters, right? I was in management of my life and what happened? You get unhappy, irritable, discontent and you're in conflict with everybody and everything. And I cynically dissected everything and everyone. Did anybody else do that? I was so much smarter than everybody and knew what was best. I'm looking at Brian, he did that too, I know. You know, there were so many stupid people in the world before I came to AA and I realized I was the stupidest. (laughs) You get it? Mark, you agree with that? What, you were the stupidest? Yeah. All right, there you go. It's good to see Mark. I've done Mark about 12 years, too, haven't I? 13, there you go. 14. Instead, we looked at the human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. Now, here's the key thing. I could see shortcomings in other people, but not myself. And it says, we ask God to remove our shortcomings. And our shortcomings are where I'm short of God. And remember, I had resentment against somebody, but I might have been on their list, their resentment list. I could never see that. But I don't want to be short of God's character because God's character is love, patience, tolerance, kindness, considerate, compassion. And when I'm, I'm, I'm trying to practice God's character, I feel good. I feel okay. No matter what is happening, I feel okay. When I'm practicing my character, my self-centered character, I don't feel okay. And if I wanna practice my self-centered character long enough, I'll drink again. Because my emotions will build up, or use, or whatever it is. And if I practice God's character, then I have His power in my life. And it's only in the now that I can get God's power. Right in the now, am I practicing love, patience, kindness, or am I in fear resentment in the past? And it says, uh, we talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We dismissed the reality and beauty of the forest, but we got diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. It's a beautiful day here today in Topeka. All the leaves are changing. It's just beautiful. I was thinking about it when I was driving here. There you could, this is the witness of God. How could something have created something so beautiful? And why do the leaves change? And then we have the change of the seasons. And, who could have thought all that? Up. We never gave the spiritual life a fair hearing. I don't think we ever gave the spiritual life a chance to work it. We may have talked about it or, or talked about our beliefs, but I don't know that I really gave it a fair hearing or God a fair hearing. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make a little difference. The experience has taught us that these are matters about which for our purpose we need not be worried. Theology, people argue about theology. They're quote Christians and they, these don't have the right theology and this and that. Well, you know what they're saying is hello, let's not lose the goal here and has taught us that these are matters for which we need, there are questions for which e- each individual has to settle himself. My relationship with God is my business. Your relationship with God is your business. Now you can ask me how I had my relationship with God and how I got that <coughs> and how it's working for me. But I can't tell you about your relationship with God except that you need one. It has to be one that works. On one proposition, however, these men and women are st- strikingly agreed. And this is the, what we need to have ourselves. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. So we, what we're trying to do in AA is gain access to this power, believe in it, and allow it to work in my life. That's what AA is all about. It's not about having bingo and fellowship, which is good. But it's how do we access and we uh, believe and allow this power to work and the power has in each case accomplished the miraculous we should and the humanly impossible it's impossible for me to be where I was today on my own power it's impossible and so that's what we're trying to do here we're trying to be a fellowship of the Spirit it says on 164 we hope you will join us in the fellowship of the Spirit a fellowship of people together seeking God seeking access to God, seeking God's power in their life. And it doesn't matter what their individual conception is of God. Well, we're trying to seek it together because God knows who God is. We don't need to worry about that. It says, here are thousands of men and women worldly indeed. And this is the uh, record. They flatly declared that since they have come, one, come to believe in a power grade than themselves. That's the first thing, that's the second step. To take a certain attitude towards that power, which is the third step, the power is the, is the power, not me. And you can call it God. Remember, AA, God is one who has all power. So uh, what is my attitude towards that which has power? I don't have any. Humility, and I need it. Now, when I forget that I need God's power, then I won't do what it says next to do certain simple things. It's pretty simple. The steps are not complicated. It's trying to destroy my self-centeredness all the time. Because you're never going to be free of self-centeredness. Anybody free of that? Give me your blood. No. <laughs> and once you do that, once you come to believe, you take a certain attitude and to do certain simple things, there's a revolutionary change in the way of living and thinking. And that's probably what the spiritual experience, a good way of defining it. A spiritual experience is a revolutionary change in my way of living and thinking. I live different, I think different. Now, I still start to think the same way, but then I stop because I get disturbed or I get uneasy, right? And I say, no, that didn't work. I want to see it differently. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of their human resources, and I think that's a good description of the first step, Collapse and despair at the face of the total failure of the human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. And I think that's what's happened. I can see it in the people in the room. But I had to face my collapse in despair. I had to face the total failure. I had to see it. Face is a powerful word in the big book when they use it. It means you have to see the truth of it. Then I found the new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. Notice the power, peace, happiness, and direction flows into me. I don't like buy it in the store. I don't get a certificate. It flows in because I'm unblocking that power, peace, and sense of direction. It's get unblocked, and that's where we start in step four. How do we unblock ourselves so the power, peace, and happiness, and sense of direction? Mm. This happened soon after the, we wholeheartedly, notice the word wholeheartedly, Stu's on today, there's a lot of new words in here, Stu, I hadn't seen wholeheartedly before, met a few simple requirements, it has to be wholehearted, it can't be half-hearted, the words they use in this paragraph are really very, very powerful, and what are the few simple requirements? We see the truth about ourselves. We admit it to someone else and God. We, uh, we don't want to practice our self-centered character anymore. We ask Him to remove it whenever it shows up. We want to make right with other people so we don't have fear of them. And we want to stay connected to God all the time through prayer, meditation, and inventory. And then we do that successfully if we're working with someone else because it helps us get out of ourselves. I think everybody in AA who's been given a gift of sobriety should be working with someone else. I see very few people sponsor anymore. And, and uh, I don't know why AA has changed. It's gotten so big and it's, it's different like all organizations. Not bad, it's just changed. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, does anybody have that? It's baffling and confusing. We had such good motives, right? We tried so hard. But it was futile. They show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. And I made heavy going of life. And why? Because I separated from God. And my life was unmanageable. Now leaving aside the drink question, because remember we're not going to talk about alcohol. We're talking about our relationship with God They tell why living was so unsatisfactory. Now, sure, living's unsatisfactory when you're drunk all the time. But why can't you live sober? Why don't you have the power to stay sober one day? Because you don't have it. And then life is unsatisfactory sober. Everybody who drinks again in AA was sober before they drank. So why couldn't they stay sober and not drink? Because they didn't have the power. They didn't have a relationship and their emotions build up and then they seek relief from the emotions. They show how the change came over them. And that's what we should be able to show other people. When hundreds, many hundreds of people, now in the beginning there weren't hundreds and thousands, there was 80. But look, look now we have millions, several million people recovered in the world. They show how the change came over them, and that's what the book is trying to do. When many hundreds of people are able to say, and here it is, the consciousness, the awareness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives. And it asks that, is that true for you? Is the consciousness of the presence of God the most important facts of their lives? That's a good question ask a new person. They present a powerful reason why one should have faith because that's faith. Consciousness of the presence of God is in my life and then I have faith of that because I have conscious contact and then that faith leads me to have a life that's not seemingly futile and making heavy going and why life is so unsatisfactory. This world of ours has made more material progress in the last century than in all the millenniums which went before. Almost everyone knows the reason. Students of ancient history tell us that the intellect of men in those days was equal to the best today. I don't think we're smarter today than we were, than the Egyptians were 4,000 years ago. I don't think human intelligence is smarter. This, but we. In the ancient times, material progress was painfully slow. Why? He's going to tell us. The spirit of modern scientific inquiry, research, and invention was almost unknown. In the realm of the material, men's minds were fettered by superstition, old ideas, things they believed, tradition, and all sorts of fixed ideas. You're not going to tell me that the Earth isn't the center of the world right? Even when they had evidence of the contrary, they tried to kill him. Did they kill Galileo? I don't know. But they didn't want that. You know why? Because they wanted to be the center, because that's where they lived. And some of the contemporaries of Columbus thought a round world preposterous. Others came near putting Galileo to death for his astronomical heresies. Now think about Columbus, the first time I listened to Joe and Charlie, It was kind of cute and funny, but it really hit me. They talk about Columbus as an example of alcoholism and recovery. And Columbus needed to get to the East Indies, but he didn't want to go all the way around South Africa. It's not an easy trip. There's no Suez Canal. So he decided he would go west, even though they said that the world was flat. Now, why did he go west? Because he didn't want to go east. He, he was willing to change because he didn't want to go through the pain of going around Africa and all that way, It's a long way. So, then he believed he could do it. He believed he could do it. He went to the Queen of Spain and he talked to her and she said, okay, and he made a decision to do it. So, he was willing, he believed, and he decided. Which is good. That's our first three steps but he's still in Spain. So what did he have to do? He got the boats, he, he got in the boats, he had three boats I believe, and they weren't very big. And he decided he was gonna go west. Now Columbus was not a fool, he was an alcoholic probably. So he was in the last boat. And in the first boat he had the special guy looking to see if he could see the end of the world so he could turn his boat around. <laughs> you get it and then they took the action to change that's all we have to do and then they got and they landed somewhere And he said wow the earth is not flat there's something beyond this Now they didn't know where he was so they make the joke that uh, he didn't know where he was going he didn't know where he was when he got there and it was all paid for by a woman Joe and Charlie thought that's pretty funny. I don't know, nobody laughed. Uh, I thought it was funny. And, and so Columbus, when he went back to Spain, he had knowledge and he had faith, which is what we have after we work the steps. We live in a world where there's no, we can't see God working our lives, and he does, and then we have faith. So he went back the second time, he didn't need the special guy on the front of the ship. Isn't that the whole deal? So when I go to God today, I know he's there. And and then I'll just read one more uh, statement and then we'll open up. They're gonna ask ourselves, are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as were the ancients about the realm of the material, old ideas? And then they talk about the Wright brothers. When the Wright brothers flew the plane, They had a reporter from the Charlotte Charlotte newspaper and he didn't want to print it because everybody said nobody could fly. Was it not true that the mathematical minds had proved man could never fly? Had not people said God has reserved this privilege for the birds? Only 30 years later they were in an airplane going across the, and now we we can go to Mars or whatever and all that stuff. So, I think I'm gonna stop there on page 52 because there's some really, that's where we talk about the bedevilments and we'll pick up with that on Wednesday and then we get to the, to the question that we have to ask ourselves all the day, the second step proposition question and uh, just the rest of the chapter is fantastic. So, I hope this was helpful. Uh, One person left, I guess it was no good, but I'll get over that. That's a joke, 299 to 1. Have you ever heard that? Uh, Ed M. gave this talk, and it was the story of my life. 299 people can tell you you're great, but if somebody doesn't tell you you're great or you think they don't think you're great, you focus on them, and you forget the 299. 299. I could have all these patients, oh we love you doctor, oh you're great, uh well you know, no big deal. But if one person wanted to go and get in, go leave me and go somewhere else, they said, Doctor, please don't spend all day stewing about it. You get it? And and then I wouldn't. I got better as my recovery got better because we all want approval, right? And this and that. And so I don't know if there's any spiritual message in that, but ask yourself if you didn't live that way. What, what people thought of you was important, and if you didn't think someone thought you were okay, did it bother you? Now, I used to, when I started this meeting, i say to Patty, well, so-and-so left early, and this and that, and she made a good point. She's so smart. She said, well, maybe their son or daughter was in the hospital. Maybe they had an appointment. Maybe it wasn't all about you, Michael. <laughs> I know that's hard, to, but you understand, Margie's smiling. But there's a lot of truth to that. Do you see it in your lives? And we assume things and they're not true. And then we react to the thoughts in our minds that aren't true and then we have emotions based on those. And so I try not to do that today. So anyway, thank you.